Hi, this is Matthew Gatosi from the future. Before you jump into this awesome podcast episode, I want you to know that some things have changed around here since this episode was published. This show was called How to Build an Audience, and now it's called How to Market Your D2C Brand. The setup is the same, but we now have more of a focus on who we are talking with and what we are actually talking about. So if you're confused, hopefully that clears it up. Lastly, we also changed our company name from Gutozi Collective to Guto Studios. A lot of rebranding has happened since season one of the podcast, but thanks so much for supporting us as we grow and change. Enjoy this podcast episode, and don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can listen to the new episodes coming out soon. Okay, thanks. Enjoy. When we think of rich people, we think about big houses and lots of properties, Most people think they will buy just one home in their lifetime or never own more houses than one at the same time. I know that's how I felt. Home ownership is scary to many people. Some people think they can't even own a house yet. A lot of people are afraid of the risk or feel like it's too expensive. Then came Steph Douglas and Christina Modares, who started Open House Austin. They are on a mission to help educate first-time homebuyers and get people their first house. They even want to teach people how to invest and own more homes at the same time to build their net worth. Welcome to episode 10 of How to Build an Audience. I'm your host, Matthew Gutosi. How to Build an Audience is part of Gutozi Collective, which is the personal content creation team to many businesses. We create photos and videos for your social media. Heck, we even do the social media for you. This podcast show will help you grow your business and brand with marketing by interviewing top entrepreneurs and marketers who have proven to build an audience around their businesses and brands. Today, I'm talking with Steph Douglas and Christina Mordares. The powerful duo has taken awesome by storm and has helped many people buy homes and get ready to buy house number two and three. In two years, Steph and Christina have been able to expand their team of real estate agents and have built out courses to teach people like you and me how easy it is to invest in real estate. Steph and Christina have built an audience online that has turned them into a resource center for home buyers in Austin and beyond. These two entrepreneurs are paving the way for so many people to build wealth for their families and generations to come. Their Instagram has daily house inspiration and their podcast goes in depth on real estate investing basics. They own a commercial space that is used as a community center to hold events and classes for people looking to learn about owning a home. The space is also used for nonprofits and outside events and is a home of Levercraft Coffee. This physical space has built an audience that goes beyond Instagram. It is a community of neighbors. In this episode, we discuss Steph and Christina's start to real estate and how they partnered together. We talk about the importance of education to build trust in their community and audience. We also talk about how a physical space like their office has become a place to build community and collaborate with other Austin entrepreneurs. I would love to hear what you think as you're listening to the podcast, so reach out to me, Matthew Gatozzi, on LinkedIn or Twitter, and we could talk there. Now, let's talk to Steph and Christina. I went to University of Texas at Austin and uh, majored in elementary education, which is very different. Um, my mom was a teacher, and I find like a lot of friends do what they know, and so I definitely did that. I started teaching, and 
I thought that was my calling, like that I was good at it. And I didn't really understand that you can be good at something and not love it. And so I thought I had to just suffer through what I didn't like about teaching. So many things that I did like about teaching, but um, the two things that were my biggest pain points were time stress and money stress. I knew that there was a ceiling. I felt very ambitious and I always have been and I and I felt like kind of suffocated by the, the salary ceiling in teaching. Um, but I also felt like my t- time was so dictated for me. Um, and I actually purchased two houses before I got my real estate license and kind of realized that people were asking me about real estate and asking me about what to do, what to buy, where to buy, um, and kind of that brought me to a career in real estate. I wasn't attracted to the industry until I realized, well, I could have schedule freedom, I could have financial freedom, um, and people are already asking me about this. So I got my license, um, and here I am. So Christina, how did you get into real estate and becoming a real estate agent? I, when I graduated college, I moved to Austin and I was a lost soul. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, so I started doing a bunch of random odd jobs. Um, I'm, I'm someone who I never really knew growing up kind of like what I wanted to do. (laughs) Um, so I think I, I needed some time. Um, I was in like a long, relationship. So it was like, you know, the, the traditional story of your twenties, like you don't know what you're doing. Um, so I moved to a new city, uh, and started just kind of exploring different things and really got into self-help and, um, trying to figure out like what people I found successful did. And a lot of them were in real estate. Like a lot of them had invested, um, and made a lot of their money through real estate. And so I started looking into that and then also really wanted to buy a house. Um, And as I was trying to buy a house, um, the person guiding me really wasn't helping me a lot. Like they, they were helping me do all the fun things like searching for a house. And so I found something that I loved and I was really excited about. And then I tried to make an offer and I realized I couldn't buy a house. So I think that also, I was like reading all the right things, you know, about real estate. And then I wanted to buy a house. And then it kind of clicked where I was like, why don't I try to help other people like me try to buy their first home? I mean, I just didn't find a lot of research out there for first time home buyers. And I was just like, oh, this seems like a niche, you know, like I, I was like, this is a problem that I feel like maybe I could help solve. Um, so that's kind of how I got into real estate. And, um, I, eventually bought a house, (laughs) but I became a realtor, um, and got into helping other people and also bought a home kind of at the same time. There are many companies that have co-founders, for example, Microsoft with Bill Gates and Paul Allen or Apple with Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Partnerships are powerful when starting a business, but finding the right partnership is difficult. You need someone you can trust. How my how I see it how kind of how we started off. Um, I mean, I found Steph when I was renovating my first home, and so we became friends. And she was a teacher, and she was doing real estate, and she also had a yoga studio. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like she's you know really ambitious and doing all these awesome things. Um, and I was 
on my own doing a you know being a small time uh business owner small times (laughs) small (laughs) business owner (laughs) um and trying to figure out um how to grow and um I think it just started off with you know I I had kind of always been like Steph if you ever want to like join forces we we can uh, and I think it was really, I don't know, Steph, you can talk about yeah. that. It was hard for you. You didn't want to really, like, you wanted to leave your job, but it was, it was tricky, right? Yeah, yeah. So scary. I was still teaching. So mm-hmm. scary. I was still teaching when I met Christina. Um, and I believe I had negotiated down to, to part-time teaching. Yes. Um, by that, by that time. So I was part-time teaching and, um, doing real estate and like Christina and I, had a very similar, like I would see her marketing and she would see my marketing and very similar, um, very similar demographic. And we both loved investing. So we were kind of in talks about partnering on investing. And I I think we did, we partnered on investing before we partnered in business. Mm -hmm. So we bought a triplex in, in San Antonio before we, before we went into business. So that we kind of like got our feet wet in a partnership in that way. And it's really cool. I mean, it's, it's definitely evolved and I definitely, I feel like neither of us would be where we are without each other. Um, and especially now the team that we've built, but I, I, I know both of us were kind of, um, wanting to pursue like true schedule freedom. And that's where we're like very aligned on that. Um, so we're really aligned in those really important, like big life goals. And then we're also very different in that I, um, like to push on the gas and Christina <laughs> likes to kind of pull back and that's it's like the it's like the best partnership in that way because we balance each other out really well yeah and and how we kind of started this partnership like Steph said we had partnered already um on a property so we kind of knew how each other worked and we um because I, I think it's always kind of risky when you partner with someone uh there's liability there although it's like it can be really wonderful and can alleviate some of the pressure. It also can be a complete disaster, which I I think me and Steph have already gone through that with uh, other, like trying to partner with other people. Um, So it really started off also with like, I was trying to find an office. So I started looking into renting an office and it was really expensive in Austin. And then I looked into maybe I was like, maybe I could, maybe there's a, investment opportunity where I could buy a property. So I, I found this like little building near my house and, um, it was a little commercial space and I was like, Hey Steph, have you seen this property? And she's like, Oh yeah, I have seen that. Um, so it really, it's kind of crazy that I think because we were so aligned, like separately, if that makes sense, like we have the same vision in many ways. Um, it kind of just came together really quickly. We were like, oh, let's buy this property. Let's, and then Steph was, you know, like, okay, well, I can, you know, quit this teaching job now and we can partner. Um, so that's kind of how it kind of all came together is from a building. And then all of a, and then we started, it kind of forced us to have those conversations, I think. How does having a partnership kind of build your audience and your brands? Because like, Christina, you were kind of on your own. Steph, you were also kind of on your own. But I feel like you guys have really become a powerful duo together and also have really built a massive impact here in Austin and beyond. 
because and since you guys joined up. So how does a partnership like this kind of help build an audience, but also just build a brand and um, just a business in general? Because I think it's easy a lot of times now people are like, I want to be this entrepreneur by myself and like kind of this whole solopreneur journey, but you guys kind of teamed up. So how does that help you guys being a team? Well, I think you have to have like some uh, complementary characteristics. So how I see it is like, you know, I had, I moved here from another state and in real estate, like it's really important who your network is. So I always was like, you know, kind of scrambling to figure out, okay, how do I grow my network? How do I meet more people? So that was my, I think my, what I, <laughs> what I brought to the table is like, <laughs> I have to have all these different ways. I, I found all these different ways of growing my audience. And, um, I think Steph like had been here for a while. So she, you know, had been, marketing but like it was a lot of just she knew a lot of people she'd you know been here for a while um and she had built up a network and I think together we kind of like joined forces each having that strength um and I don't know I think that just from a marketing standpoint really kind of helped us I think I think you're right I think that marketing wise like you had the skills you built a, a network really quickly and effectively through marketing strategies. I didn't use marketing strategies. I just have lived here for 13 years. And so those Mm. two combined, like we both had strong networks. We both have kind of a personal brand. Um, I don't like to say that, but, um, but we do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so together um, we built open house. And I think that um, having, first of all, being a, a, women owned and founded company is like very exciting for people. And we also identified both of us had separately identified this need, but um, for first time home buyer education, it just doesn't exist. And so since like, like the time old tale, two heads are better than one. Like we were able to grow so much faster with each other um, that we ever could have alone. For sure. And, and it's funny because when Steph said like, she's like push on the gas and I'm like more like oof like the cautious one I think if (laughs) I think a lot of people if we were separated like both of us probably are probably seen as people who are like let's go let's go let's go um (laughs) so it is good uh I think we both like have that mindset of like okay how do we grow quickly um so to the outside viewer it's kind of like it it might be seen as like oh they one person is like this it's like a balance but I think we both are like let's go <laughs> oh yeah for so sure. oh yeah that's speaking very relatively like well nobody very... <laughs> no but it's good that we have that dynamic in our like in our business relationship but I yeah. think what I'm trying to say is like I think that's how we were able to grow really quickly is because we're both like you know let's just figure it out and like roll with the punches yeah um, yeah both very action oriented. When you think about scaling a real estate business, the bigger houses bring more money. But Steph and Christina decide to not seek after the multi-million dollar listings and focus on first-time home buyers. If you are buying a house for the first time, you tend to have a smaller budget. For many real estate agents, they would see Steph and Christina's philosophy as backwards. But for Open House Austin, they see massive opportunities in helping people buy their first house. That's a good question. Um, first of all, everybody who's a realtor, I mean, 
everybody wants to be in luxury real estate. And that's like, you know, <laughs> when you join the forces of realtors, everyone, like your mentors are like, you should have listings and you should go for higher prices. And, um, and like fiscally, I guess it does make sense. You're earning a commission on these percentage wise. Um, however, we both were really passionate about like helping people like ourselves. Um, me as a teacher, kind of like growing my real estate portfolio, I have the lifestyle that I have. And like, I'm so lucky to have because of real estate and because of real estate only, um, neither of us have like inheritances. Like we're, we're, we're more interested and way more passionate about helping people to like realize their potential and grow their wealth through real estate. Yeah, for sure. Um, and from like a sales aspect, like I don't think either one of us, I know we're in the sales industry. I just don't think either one of us, um, identifies with that. Like we don't see ourselves as salespeople. And, um, I know when I started, I was in my mind was just trying to solve a problem. Like I was like, this is a problem that I need to solve. And it's so easy for me to speak to this audience because I am this audience. Um, so I think that was really helpful also, because when you believe in what you're trying to like, not sell, but like, essentially that's what we were doing. Um, yeah, we were teaching this this like way of life. It, so I think that was so easy to just share. And I think um, because we were speaking to such a niche specific audience, it really um, took off. We weren't, we, it wasn't so broad. It was like, this is who this person is. We're speaking to them. Like it was an inspirational message to a lot of people. And making people realize that they can buy and that they can, like, if we can do it, you can do it. We've done it with very little money. We didn't have, um, a, we didn't have like financial backers. Like we are, um, like, it's just so exciting to, to help people realize that. And like Christina said, we're like, if you had me sell printers, <laughs> like I would be really bad at it. You know, yeah. like we're, we're, <laughs> we're purely good at our jobs because of how much we believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to understand education because you guys, Open House truly is an education first business in a lot of ways. Like, uh, you know, yes, you guys have real estate agents. You yourselves are real estate agents to help people buy homes. But a lot of the work that you guys are doing, a lot of what you're putting out online on your podcast is education. So what inspired you guys to not just like double down on like getting more sales what inspired you to actually build out education, classes, write books, podcasts, all that? So I think that is both me and Steph's value. You know, right there is like teaching. Um, Steph was a teacher. I think I always was inspired uh, by getting a better education because I felt like I never was taught in the way that I wanted to be taught and I wasn't taught the things that appealed to me. Um which was like finance and real estate. Like that was so interesting to me, but I never, it, that wasn't taught to us in like school. Um, and I never could pick that out in, um, like a college education. So, because I didn't know that that was what I wanted until after, <laughs> after college. Um, so I think that was one thing that like really, it shows like that's our value is education. And at first it really, wasn't out there. Like the education for real estate wasn't out there. Maybe it is now, um, a little bit for, at least for home buyers, but I just, it wasn't out there. And, um, I think both me and Steph found that as like a value. 
Yeah, it was it was really important to us to have a wide reach. Like we both kind of found our purpose and working with one client at a time, while it is rewarding to help people buy their first house, um, I think like everybody who finds their purpose wants to broaden their reach. And so this way um, in, in broadening our, our offerings as far as education goes is super exciting to me because we'll be able to you know, reach way more buyers. We'll be able to spread our message better. Um, and then, and then speaking about like freedom, um, like we want to be able to teach from wherever we are and kind of show what's possible when it comes to real estate and business. And so like Christina wants to go work from her new beach house that she's going to buy, you know, <laughs> like that, that's really exciting to us. So it it's like both a passion um, and pursuing our purpose. And then also kind of like a functional as business owners, if we're realtors and we're de- dealing with the day to day every day, um, realtors, when I became a realtor, it's, it's not as much schedule freedom as you might think, you know, you have to be on call. You're always there. So to me, it's really exciting to both have a higher, a larger reach and also have that more of that freedom. A lot of people fear spending a lot of time and money on content and social media because they fear there won't be a return for sales. Steph and Christina have decided to focus on their education for first-time home buyers more than trying to get more sales of houses. They are thinking long-term and how this education work can grow their audience to new levels. Well, it's it's allowed us to have a larger audience. So we before, um, you know, just as realtors, we could appeal to like people in Austin, you know. Um, but it was what we were doing. I was like, you know, it's it just it could be, it could scale to not just Austin. Um, so what we were teaching to people here, we were kind of like, well, this, a lot of people could benefit that. So I think, um, allowing more education actually just is going to allow us to bring this to more people. Yeah. And, and just like in the, this, the same vein of like providing value, um, education, like all of that, that is, where we where we work from like that that is our core value so thinking about um all of this all of these people even from different different cities saying like is there anyone in nashville who is like open house or you know people want help with this this kind of specific creative real estate investment strategies um and so it it has definitely like allowing me and christina to kind of step away from the day-to-day and like focus on our offerings and our education and our, you know, courses that are brand new podcast. It's definitely um, helped with the amount of people that reach out. Like we actually just had a data tracking meeting and we've doubled the amount of people that have reached out from last year to this year. So, um, and we track, you know, very specific data. It's really cool. And we have a team for that, um, which is also incredible, but like the reason that we have a team, we could, we, me and Christina could both be on our own doing real estate and making, you know, much more, but we've kind of hired a team around us to help us to grow more and to grow faster and then um, to grow our audience. Yeah, larger. actually, that's so true um, that you say that stuff. I think that is like, if we were on our own, we, we might be making more money, but we wouldn't have that schedule freedom. We wouldn't be able to like, have a day off, you know? Um, yeah. so 
And we kind of reached that, like we were, we were at capacity, like we were just, we were kind of at our wits end and there's burnout is real. And so when you think about quality of life um, and then I, and like building something real, that's what we're doing right now. So our quality of life is really great right now. We're working really hard, but also on like higher level issues and management and that, and that's going to allow us to grow to like make way more money in the end. But when you're thinking of like just short term, you could have, you could see Christina and I just being like, okay, well, we'll just make all these sales because we have such a good network, but we're, you know, leaving that on the table for now. I have been impressed for a long time by how consistent Steph and Christina are online and offline. They have grown their team to eight people in just two years. These two women are a force, and I wanted to understand how this consistency has helped them build their audience over the last two years. Ooh, I'll start because <laughs> I think Christina is just like so good at this. She's <laughs> she is the like c- consistency queen. Um and and she had to be because she built she's she's our marketing she's we don't have official titles yet but like she she's the marketing maven and the cmo yeah yeah exactly um and she i, I mean that's why and and i've i've like come around to it but i've never been as routinized as like as i wish to be so consistency has been so huge people rely on our information they know when stuff's coming out they are excited about the series we have on our instagram stories it's like consistency has been so key Mm. Uh, yeah (laughs) thank you for that um those compliments but yeah i (laughs) um i think i don't know why i i am like such a crazy person when it comes to consistency like uh, that makes me feel successful and I don't know I I I should have thought about that um where that kind of comes from but I I think like I've just seen that work like I think when I first started like I even before I got my real estate license or no before I got clients like got my real estate license I remember I was like writing out all these systems and stuff and like making sure I was prepared so when I did have clients I like had this like I was like prepping to be like very successful. I was like, when I have a lot of clients, I want to make sure I'm taking care of them. And this is what I'm going to be doing, which sometimes I'm like, okay, I got to slow down on that. And just like, (laughs) luckily I made a sale within six months, but I think, (laughs) I think consistency is so important. And I saw that early on in my career and just like took that and was like, this means everything right now. So yeah. And as far as business goes, I, I mean, I don't have a business background at all, education, like I said. And so I, I imagined it being like a big break. Like we get on the, <laughs> we get into Times Knit Magazine or like, you know, it's it, like, I, that's, a, I'm like, we need to capitalize on these, on this, on this um, opportunity that we have. We have a, we have a traction, we have traction with people. How are we going to get them? And then just like skyrocket to success <laughs> when really it's just like, showing up every day, showing up every day and then gaining a following in that way. And that's like, I think that's, that's the secret. Mm, Yeah. After the break, Christina and Steph talk about how their in-person network has built their audience in Austin and beyond.
This show is sponsored by Gatozi Collective. We are a marketing agency based in Austin, Texas that is a personal marketing team to many businesses. We create photo and video content delivered to you each month to save you time and a massive headache when you're planning your social media for the month. If planning's too much for you, we can also run your social media accounts to give you more time to grow your business. You can visit our website at www.katozacollective.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Just because you have a real estate license doesn't mean you can buy or sell houses unless you actually know people who need to buy or sell their home. Having networks of people is vital to real estate agents. In-person connections can be powerful to grow an audience. That that literally was everything in the beginning for me. Like I moved to Austin knowing one person in 2012 um, and I was just... I that was so important. Like I I went to all the women's groups, like Austin has a, like a very strong, um, I don't, I like the women in Austin are just like very close knit. And I figured that out because I went to all the different women's groups. I volunteered. I, um, went to speaker series. I went to the networking things and I'm a very introverted person. So this was like, I had to just, do the, I had to be consistent with that as well. Um, so that was so important. And I just started meeting people and Austin is like kind of like a small town in many ways. Like everyone kind of knows each other. So I started making connections and that did help my business a lot. Like that's how I got a lot of my clients through, through book clubs too, like through everything, everywhere I went, I was like, not pushy, but I just, you know, was I was networking and like meeting new people and my job came up and it worked. (laughs) Yeah. I have been so socially motivated for my whole life, very connection centric. And I thought for a long time, like growing up, I I was always good at school, um, but not that good at school. Like I could get stuff turned in. I was perfectly fine in that realm, but I wasn't great at tests. I was like very average Um, especially when I got to college, I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Um, and I was just like continuously socializing from very young age to even now, um, socially distanced. But I, that, I mean, I've realized now that like I've been building this skill forever. Um, and it just wasn't graded. (laughs) Um, but it's been the most valuable skill that in my whole life, for sure, for sure. Just like wanting to talk to people, being interested in talking to people, um, being interested in like where they're coming from and who they are and like learning from everybody. And that has, I think, built, built so much trust. And so I have people reaching out from all of my chapters of life, um, to buy houses. I I sell houses to college friends all the time or to soccer friends or to, you know, it's, it's so, so important. The physical has been way more important for me than anything online. You guys kind of started your partnership open house through buying real estate that was first the triplex but then also the the commercial space which now has turned into open house kind of your physical location and we talk a lot about building an audience online but i wanted to understand how you guys have built an audience through a physical space through actually creating a space that's meant to have connection meant to have events and so on. Yeah, I think 
I, I, when we first bought the property, like I, that wasn't, I don't know if that was our intention. Like all these things started happening, um, as we bought it and renovated it and then developed a business plan. But I think for me personally, that was, I was so excited about, it's so sad that it's, uh, we're quarantining and it's COVID. Um, but when we first purchased it and we're doing our business plan, I was really excited about having a space, like a community, like creating a space um, where people can come together and not just learn about real estate, but just like, you know, ha be a community. Uh, and I think that for me was a time when I didn't have enough time to go to all the networking events, do like volunteer my time, go to those women groups. And I was feeling like sad, like I needed that, like that's something I need in my life. Um, so that having our own community that we could create um, and if they also could be really into real estate, I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. Like that sounds like the dream. Um, yeah. Our business, you just re just revealed that we didn't have a business plan <laughs> when we met. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> No, but it, but it's definitely evolved. I mean, it's it's continuing to evolve, especially when you you take COVID into consideration. It's been like pivot after pivot, um, but physical a physical space was like a huge part of I think what brought awareness. People drove drove by it or were curious about the sign or you know that's that I think has accelerated our business pretty. It's like a big part of of why uh, people know about us. Um, but the part I mean the the fact that our our business is, I mean, when we bought the property, we were like, this is just going to be our office. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it is like, I mean, it's 400 square feet. <laughs> so it's very yeah. small, but, but we made it work. <laughs> I think, I mean, it helps that there's also just collaborations, like obviously Lovecraft is there. And so great coffee, people are coming in for great coffee, tacos. It just, it creates a space that obviously we see open house, but you've created a space that's more than just about real estate. How has collaborating with other people, other entrepreneurs um, in Austin, um, whether that's, you know, spotlighting them or you guys being spotlighted on from just like collaborations, how has that helped also build your business and your following? Um, I think initially that was a big part of what we wanted to create at Open House as well was like, a place, you know, at our physical space, we we're like, how can, you know, I mean, at first we were like, we need to pay, we, we're not going to pay our mortgage. We need like other people to help us pay our mortgage. So that's, but also we were like, wait, we have a space now. What can we do with it? We were thinking creatively and the, the idea of having other businesses, um, there with us, like I, I, found that really exciting I mean also it was my my boyfriend was one of the businesses that <laughs> we had um so I just felt like that space like you said there would be people coming for food there would be people coming for like talking about real estate uh to go get you know to eat to have a meeting or whatever and I I just saw that as like I don't want to use the word synergy because it's <laughs> but like, you know, like we all were like a little ecosystem that ev everything yes. worked well together when we all were doing well. And that was really exciting to me. Um, it yeah. was like a community, you know, like the community aspect of, you know, we want to help each other out. Um, that'll help us. Let me help 
help yeah. you, help me. <laughs> yeah. And same goes for like highlighting women in the yeah. community. It's it, it, we, we kind of touched on the fact that the, the women, the female community in Austin is so strong, especially the entrepreneur scene. As soon as, I mean, I, I had no idea when I was teaching, but as soon as I like remotely did anything entrepreneurial, I had all the support. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so we love, we do our highlighting uh, women in the community. And then um, Christina's been on the cover of Austin Woman. So like us being highlighted as well is, is it's that ecosystem. It's like everybody's supportive and we're supportive of everybody. I finish off the podcast with a segment called Open Mic. This is a chance for my guests to share anything they want. A lot of times, I feel like people get stuck behind the industry that they are in, but we are all human and have other interests outside of that. So this is a space for my guests to say whatever they want to say. I mean, I kind of want to talk about mentorship because I think, um, I mean, I don't, when I think of it, I never had like someone who was like, I, we will meet every week and you're, I'm your mentor, but I, I really have to say that having someone um like one of my friends he was very like he would help me a lot in when I started off with um just kind of like because I don't have a, a business background at all like I my degree was hospitality management and I was in events so I think I was creative so I kind of could grasp like oh marketing is good but um I think having someone who was like the best in their field with marketing and strategy really helped me a lot. Like, and so if I could say anything of like, if you're just trying to figure things out, like try to find someone who is doing something that you find successful. Um, and just see if like you can some infiltrate somehow, like, can you be their friend? Like, and also you have to, you can't just be like, hi, I'd like to pick your brain because now, um, I, I also want, I'm like, I want to be a mentor like to someone, like I want to be able to do that. And then we do have a lot of people reaching out and it's just, there's a, there's a finesse to, to reaching out to people, um, that I've yet to see come through my inbox really, like maybe a few times, but, um, where I'm like, I think there's a right way to be a mentor. There's a right way to find a mentor. Um, so I think, that's super important. I don't know. I'm going on a tangent. What, what's the finesse? What's the <laughs> to finesse? to what's to reaching out. Oh man, I talk to my friend Kara about this all the time and stuff because a lot of people reach out and it's like, okay, so if you are reaching out to someone that if you can Google it, like don't reach out to that person. I think you have to like um, offer, you know, kind of just almost saying like, Oh, I, I see what you're doing. I'm, I'm very, um, you're, you're very inspiring to me, whatever. Uh, and not ask for something in return, like not just be like compliment, give me something, you know? Um, right. <laughs> so I think if, if there's something that you could offer that person, uh, you know, like figure out, do a little research, like figure out what this person does, like, what are they needing maybe, even asking them or, or just establishing the connection at first, just reaching out and being like, you know, thank you for, you know, being in the community or doing whatever, um, and establishing that. But I, I don't just reach out to someone and be like, give me your time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, 
that's where the finesse comes yes. in. Don't try and get a sale. Yeah, right but but, yeah, but I really think if I didn't have that person in my life at the right time, like I, I mean, maybe I would have figured it out, but it was so, it was invaluable. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. Christina, we didn't even, we didn't talk about this, but that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of business owners or, or future business owners listening. Um, and the best day of my life was when I quit my job. So that I, I would just, I would just like empower. I wish I did it earlier. I should have done it earlier. And I think I was really, well, especially as a teacher, very concerned about my children, my students, um, not wanting to, I, not wanting to leave everybody in a lurch. Um, but the reality is your employer is not loyal to you. Um, they, they were, they treated me so well and they wanted to keep me at any, at any cost. But when I left, they found someone else. So like, it was very, after, after I left, I was like, Oh, I, I could have left a year ago and everybody would have been fine. Um, so I would just say I, I was really happy that I transitioned from my job into a, an already kind of established, like I was already making money. So I didn't have to freak out in that time. So like, there is definitely a, a cause for overlap. I think that's good. Don't just quit your job and then start something. Um, but just if you're, if you're one of those people that are holding on to the security quote unquote of, of a full-time job, I would just encourage you to look into that a little bit more because the security of a job, especially in COVID is not, I mean, I'm so much more secure right now than I would have been, um, in my job at a charter school, um, right now, because I have my investments all still earning money. I have my business that's, you know, we were able to pivot and make money and we have control of what comes in and what goes out. Um, so I just, I, I think that that is my thing. Also, um, we are, we're in the middle of kind of our first round of, of our very first course. Um, and Matt, you're involved. Yeah. Which is really exciting. Um, so, so that if you, I mean, go to our website and look around, but we have a wait list if you're interested in, um, we're kind of, we're it's right now we're still workshopping the the actual name, I think, but, um, we're really excited to like help people to build their strategy and their home buying plan. Yeah. That's funny. Cause like some of what we talked about today, we're actually talking about in our <laughs> workshop later. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't be bored. <laughs> um, but that's, so that's, that's the, that's the finish. Yeah. I, I joined the class just so I could get you guys on the, the podcast. So there you yeah. go. That's, that's, that's no, that's it's, perfect. It's a great class. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> My key takeaways from this conversation with Steph and Christina was how important education is for business. Not only is it a great place to build revenue, education allows their audience to build trust and a sense of ownership of their brand. This conversation also made me think for the first time ever about how a physical space can build an audience. I tend to think about audiences online, but an incredible experience in person can also help build trust and an audience. You can follow Open House Austin on Instagram at openhouse underscore Austin and visit their website at www.openhouseaustin.co. All of the links to find the Open House education Steph and Christina will be in the show notes. 
Thank you, Steph and Christina, for being on the show. If you like this show, tweet me at Matthew Gatozzi. And if you really love this show, drop a rating on Apple Podcasts or your podcast listening app. And I will talk to you next week.